Hey, it's Brian, and I know you probably weren't expecting to hear from me here in the middle of July. But the simple truth is that, well, I missed you, and I just couldn't bear the thought of waiting another entire year before coming back to bring you more stories from Christmas past. So I'm here with this special surprise bonus episode, just as we're a little past the halfway point to Christmas. Actually, I've got a bunch of surprises in store for you, and I'll tell you all about them in just a few minutes. So make sure you listen all the way to the end of this episode to get the full scoop. But first, let's learn a little something about that strange and somewhat mysterious custom known as Christmas in July. Hope you enjoy! Well, here we are in the middle of the year, with summer in full swing, beaches and barbecues, road trips and school vacation. The days are longer, and the nights are warmer, and the air is more humid and thick with the smell of flowers and freshly cut grass and sunscreen. And somewhere amid all of this, in tweets and Facebook and Instagram posts, in print advertisements and TV commercials for sales at auto dealerships, in summer programming on the Hallmark Channel, we're told it's Christmas in July. Christmas in July? Like, what does that even mean? Is it just something people made up for summer sales and promotions? Do some people really celebrate Christmas in July? July is wintertime in Australia, after all. Is that where all this comes from? Or is it maybe a halfway to Christmas celebration for people like me, for whom one Christmas a year just isn't enough? Well, there's actually a little bit of truth in all of those things, and yet it's none of those things specifically. Christmas in July evolved from many different sources for many reasons, all of which got us to where we are today, with a sort of vague concept with Christmas imagery and festivity occurring smack dab in the middle of the dog days. So put on your ugly sweater and your flip-flops as we trace the origins of the unofficial holiday known as Christmas in July. I'm Brian Earle. This is Christmas Past. First, we need to differentiate Christmas in July from its close cousin, Leon Day, also sometimes called Half Christmas, like on the Comedy Central show Workaholics. That happens on June 25th, which is the exact halfway point to Christmas. Leon, of course, is Noel spelled backwards, and I'm not sure why spelling a Christmas word backwards makes sense in this context, but that's a discussion for another time. Christmas in July, of course, occurs in July, and because it evolved from several places, there's a lot of misunderstanding surrounding it. You may have heard, for instance, that it's all something that was cooked up by retailers and marketers to boost summer sales. And there's a grain of truth there. In the late 19th century, many Americans, especially in rural areas, bought a lot of their basic household goods from catalogs. Of course, this was way before the time of same-day shipping or a 10-minute drive to the big box store, so some retailers would include Christmas goods starting in their summer catalogs. And though these were never positioned specifically as a Christmas in July sort of thing, not in any of the examples I could find anyway, they were early examples of exposure to Christmas images and commerce outside of the Christmas season, and possibly early blueprints for what would come later. Another early reference came from the 1894 opera Werther. In the first act, a widower teaches some of his children a Christmas carol in July. Though parts of the opera take place on Christmas Eve, nothing about that July scene suggests any notion of a Christmas-like celebration in July. But that all changed starting in the early 20th century. 
Around 1915, a group of vaudeville performers began hosting an annual Christmas party in July at their Long Island clubhouse. Vaudeville performers often worked and traveled throughout the holiday season, so this was their chance to enjoy the celebrations they'd missed. These were full Christmas celebrations with a decorated tree, gifts, Santa, and guests wearing winter apparel even though it was sweltering outside. But the tradition was short-lived because vaudeville itself wasn't long for this world at that point. A little more than a decade later, vaudeville gave way to movies with sound and it quietly faded away. But right around that time, and a little farther south, another group of merrymakers was ready to carry the baton. In 1933, the Keystone Camp, a girls' summer camp in North Carolina, threw its first annual Christmas in July celebration. It was a fun summer camp activity and a way for the campers, who were like family but only saw each other during the summer, to share a Christmas celebration. That first one included carolers, a Christmas tree, Santa, presents, and snowball fights with wads of cotton. And though it wasn't truly the first documented case of a Christmas-like celebration in July, many people think it's the real origin of that tradition. In the first place, it's still going strong at Camp Keystone even to this day, and it's grown and evolved over the 80-plus years of its existence. Not only that, but many of the campers went on to carry and spread the tradition throughout their lives. Meanwhile, the term Christmas in July had gained some exposure and started popping up in other places. The 1940s screwball comedy Christmas in July actually has nothing to do with Christmas. It's the story of a man who wins $25,000 in an ad slogan contest under false pretenses. He goes on a July shopping spree with the winnings and buys gifts for his friends and family, hence the title. But that movie, and it's a cute one if you get a chance to check it out, doesn't contain any Christmas imagery or references to a Christmas-like celebration. About a decade later, advertisers started using the term Christmas in July as part of their advertising for summer sales, something that continues to this day, of course. And over the following 60-odd years, both things grew and changed into what we find ourselves with today. A combination of commerce and celebrations cooked up by people who would otherwise have missed out on something with Christmas in December, and eventually giving way to things like hashtag Christmas in July and Hallmark Christmas movie marathons and an excuse for people like yours truly to put up a tree or at least queue up some Christmas tunes and pour a mug of cocoa. Oh, but wait, what about Australia? Don't they celebrate Christmas in July because that's when their winter is? Well, no, not exactly. Australians celebrate Christmas on December 25th because, you know, that's when Christmas is. It is true that some unofficial Christmassy celebrations do go on in July in Australia to take advantage of the wintry feel, but not everyone's on board. Christmas in July is a contentious issue. That's Jake, and as you might have guessed by the accent, he's a real live Australian. I think the reason Christmas is so magical and great is because it's at the end of the year. It's like a reward, it's a relaxation after everything and all the work you've done throughout the year. So in July, I don't think you've earned it yet. I can't get into just pretending that it's Christmas when it's not, particularly seeing we've only had it six months ago at this point. And I think we do it because it's so cold in our July. It's like the coldest we get. But the thing is, we still don't get snow and we still don't get all the things that sort of go along with like American Christmas or English Christmas. And people complain in Australia constantly when we use fake snow or tinsel or things that are like traditionally wintry during our Christmas, but yet somehow they're okay having it halfway through the year when it's not really Christmas. I mean, in Sydney alone this year, we have the Christmas in July cruise. 
Yulefest at the Blue Mountains, The Rock's Christmas in July Market, Skating at Cathedral Square, Winterfest at Lunar Park, Winterlight at Parramatta, Christmas in July at Threadbow, which is actually in the snow, and Bondi Winter Magic at a beach. So it's clearly got a market for it, I just don't understand. Whatever you think about Christmas in July, and wherever you are in the world, it's no doubt here to stay and will only continue to grow and evolve. So I hope you won't mind my wishing you a very happy Christmas in July. Okay, now I promised to tell you about some surprises. There are six of them in all. Surprise number one you already know about because you're listening to it now. It's this bonus episode of the podcast. Surprise number two is the all-new website at christmaspast.media. Yep, that's right. The URL is christmaspast.media. This is much bigger and better than the old website because you'll find not only all the episodes and show notes from the podcast, but also articles, interviews, infographics, quizzes, and videos, and I'll be putting out new content all year round. You can check it out now to explore everything that's already there and keep coming back throughout the year for more. Again, that's christmaspast.media. Now, I just mentioned videos. Well, they have to do with surprise number three, which is an all-new Christmas Past YouTube channel. That's where I'm posting fun little fact-filled videos for watching and sharing with your friends, special announcements and giveaways, and also surprise number four, which is kind of a surprise within a surprise, an all-new Christmas trivia game show series on the channel. Episode one is live now that you can check out where I'm joined by Tom Crow from Tis the Podcast, Joanna Wilson from Christmas History TV, Tim Babb from Can't Wait for Christmas, and Lee Cameron from The Christmas Stocking. But I hope that someday soon I'll be joined by you. Yep, that's right. You're all invited to join me on the channel to be a contestant on the show. Check out that first video for details, and while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. You'll find a link to the channel at christmaspast.media. Just scroll to the bottom of any page and find the YouTube link. And I mentioned that I'd be talking about giveaways on the channel, and that brings me to surprise number five. You've probably heard me say many times that when you leave a rating and review for Christmas Past on Apple Podcasts, also known as iTunes, it's like spreading Christmas cheer. And that's because it really does help more people find the show. But maybe you've been waiting for a little motivation to get you to click that review button, and I hear that, so I'm going to make it easy for you. If you leave Christmas Past a rating and review, I'll be happy to send you an exclusive Christmas Past sticker along with a handwritten note of gratitude. The stickers really are exclusive because the only way to get one is to leave a review. So to have one of them is to truly be an important part of the Christmas Past family. All of the details you need are in a video that's currently posted to the YouTube channel and also posted at christmaspast.media. Now the last surprise won't be much of a surprise to some of you because you actually voted to make this happen. But I've set up an all-new Facebook group for Christmas Past. The current Christmas Past Facebook page isn't going anywhere and I'll still update it just like normal. But with the group, you guys are allowed to join and post your own content and start your own discussions. I'm hoping it'll become a year-round community of people who love to share and discuss Christmas history and nostalgia. You can search for it on Facebook or find the link at, you guessed it, christmaspast.media. Well, that's it. I'm all out of surprises for now. And I should say that you won't be hearing from me again through the podcast until November. But the world of Christmas past is growing into a year-round celebration that comes in many forms, and I can't wait to see you there. 
Until then, let me tell you that Christmas Past is produced in sunny San Mateo, California by yours truly, Brian Earl. Thanks so much to Jake in Australia, and as always, thanks to you for listening. I post year-round on Twitter and Instagram in addition to Facebook, so hop on board if you haven't already. And if you really want to brighten my day, drop me a line anytime at christmaspastpodcast at gmail.com just to say hi and chat. I love hearing from you. Happy Christmas in July, everybody, and I hope to see you very soon.